the Voice of My Beloved podcast. I'm here with Boaz and Rebecca Sunquist, and they're wrapping up their story. We're going to hear the climax. They're getting betrothed. They're going to have a wedding. Tell us the story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really excited. Sir. My favorite part of the story. <laughs> um, yeah, so we... Uh, so after... So we left off where you were in Montana. Um, and so you were there for... 10, 10 days, days and you came back was it i think it was march days. 10th or something like yeah. that was it that was it that no march, it was april, april 10th april 10th yeah and uh that was right before family week mm-hmm. and uh, so i came came down or f- went back home and uh brought some stuff up there and then surprised you you didn't know when i was yeah. coming so because um it was really sweet because he was in the airport before he flew out, and so we just had a really good time of prayer and devotions before he went on his flight. And so when he came back to Missouri, I just knew that he could be coming. He could show up here any day, and I didn't know the day or the hour. It was kind of like almost like the intensity of the wedding in a way just because, I mean, I had no clue if it could be in the day or at night or, or when he'd surprise me. And so we hadn't I was seen kind each of like other always, since it had been a yes. Yeah. It's like um, just ready and waiting, basically keeping my lamp burn burning and my wick trimmed. <laughs> so it was like, it was really fun. So then it was over each bench Shabbat at your family's house and then came and surprised me. And that was really, that was really fun. Yep. Drove over and brought flowers and we had a really fun evening at Aaron and Victoria's. And I uh, played cards and drank tea. I've heard the story. I wasn't there. I've heard the story, but y'all just like stood in the doorway for like five minutes. Yeah, and just, just stared at each other. Like, is this actually happening? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what it was like. It was like, whoa, this is a lot. <laughs> All at once. And, and that was a trend. You got made fun of a little bit over the following weeks. Y'all would just sit and just look at each other yeah. for like extended periods. And people would be like, how long are you just going to look at each other? <laughs> <laughs> well, a lot of times we'd be whispering to each other as we're looking at each other, so people weren't hearing us talking. That's <laughs> so what it was. It looked okay. like we were just staring, like we were staring at each other, but we were also whispering to each other, saying sweet things to each other. Yeah, and <laughs> so, I just realized um, just recently funny. what that's called. Um, what did Mr. Jimmy, it's called... Uh, um, soul gazing? Soul gazing. Soul gazing, <laughs> yeah. Established that habit early on. Yeah, so all of family week, that was a really, it was a fun week. We started writing our ketubah yeah. and just telling people as they showed up, um, as they arrived for family week, telling them of our news that we were engaged and cause you proposed. Oh yeah. Well, I proposed yeah. on the 13th. Um, like the day before family week started the day before family week. Yeah. That was, that was really fun. I'll have to tell that, tell about that. So that was, so we were going to town, um, with some friends and, uh, so th- that lived just down the street. We we're going to just walk down and then get a ride to town with them. And we were going to order rings that day. And, uh, so we, so I got, um, Rachel back sister. She's a photographer. So she was going to just walk with us to be our chaperone down there. And it rained and she, so she grabs her camera, you know, misty morning. And Rachel was and, like, uh, do you want to go for a walk with me? It was like eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, sure. And I said, why are you taking your camera? She said, I just want to take pictures of the flowers. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I didn't think anything of it. I was like, okay. And, uh, so then, well, you guys, I had Raiden, you and brought your guitar and and uh went down ahead and so we were just walking along and walking up and we come around the curve there and 
you all come sallying out into the road. I was just like, what is going on? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> it finally hit me and I thought, oh my, this is actually happening. <laughs> there was a bunch of red red bud trees that were right there in bloom and and uh, so I proposed on the You sang your song sang right there? Yeah. I'd written a song and and a really uh, sweet song. <laughs> yeah, so I sang the song and proposed and and uh then we went to town and ordered our rings. Mm -hmm. It was so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then the next day um was the day Passover. We had the Seder, the Passover Seder. And then we announced it officially to everyone at the at the Seder. So that was really that was really fun. Yeah. Dancing and celebrating and with everyone. Yeah, that was really, really good. So then we It just felt too good to be true. It was like, wow, this is happening to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. It was just yeah, really special just the Passover season and the betrothal season and um all just tying right together and so then I was working on our house. Um You're writing our ketubah. Writing our ketubah and you stayed up all night one night working on our ketubah. To finish it up. <laughs> yeah. And then I drove back drove back home that night. So I stayed up all night. It was the end of family week. Um finished our ketubah. I had to drive five hours back home that afternoon and then go to work the next morning. Um I left left pretty late in the in the afternoon mm -hmm. evening. I got home about midnight and left for a job in Nebraska at about three in the morning. And uh, so that was a lot going on. That was a lot it was really really intense and so that was when we um separated um and Becca flew up to Montana mm -hmm. and I worked for a week and then we all my whole family drove out to Montana for our betrothal and so we got betrothed in Montana and then flew back or me and Isaac drove back um Becca and Rachel and her mom um and flew back, Sarah, Sarah we, her sister. Yeah, we flew back to Missouri, and then so then we went. That's when we went through the um, caring for the heart, and um, working on the house, and uh, that was a, just a really really sweet season of getting yeah. to know each other and working through things and and uh, preparing for the the life road. Yeah. It was a really intense season. I was yeah, telling was. a friend um, who asked about what the betrothal season was like, and um, and I guess I could say it wasn't all stars and roses like I was anticipating because I kind of had this image in my mind of kind of what I thought betrothal, like what it would look like. and But there was, it's a really intense, like really, it's a really, it's a really good season, but it's really, really intense. That's like not really a season that I'd want to, like do again like I'm, I'm glad it's over <laughs> it was really good it was just like a very refining season which is I mean the father really worked a lot of this work really worked in our relationship and in our personal lives and working things out and um and it was it was a very short because it was exactly 28 days from our betrothal to our wedding because we got okay. married on June 1st we got betrothed on it was May 4th I think so. I'm thinking even scripturally where Jeremiah says, remember the love of your betrothal mm -hmm. when you came out of Egypt, basically uh, in the wilderness and how that was an intense season for the Israelites. <coughs> and so, yeah, just that you know, it can be intense. Yeah. The whole right. Betrothal, the whole betrothal time. Yeah. yeah. Just setting a standard of laying, um, laying our personal desires down for each other, laying our, you know, the things that are, that we never thought about that are in our lives before that, that don't, 
mesh well, um, that wouldn't mesh well on, da- on a daily basis and working those things out and laying our lives down for each other and making that our habit um, before coming together in marriage. Um, it's really good to lay those foundations and practice them before we got married and to just have a clean slate coming in on our wedding day to song that we had talked through everything. We had you know, confessed things we needed to confess and prayed with each other about things. And it was just, it's more refreshing when you, you don't feel like you have extra stuff that you need to talk about after marriage. It's, it's just nice to have it all out in the open before and you can just start off clean. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so yeah. so good. Yeah. And it's like with the betrothal, it was just like when we, when we were, because we knew uh, we were getting married you know, when we were engaged, but then betrothal, it was so much more weighty, like reading the ketuvah and drinking the wine. Um, it was just like, wow, this is a done this deal. This is a covenant. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no going back. It just feels <laughs> timeless. Um, just knowing that this has happened um, for thousands of years before you, these, these covenants, you know, all the, all the, um, many, many of the, our heroes in, out of the Bible um, would have done this ahead of us. And uh, the relationships um, just through time, it would have happened. You know, Yeshua's parents would have done this. Um, Jesus's parents. And, and it just, it's so incredible and it feels so, yeah, so weighty, like you're part of something huge. And, and just the picture of, of, of the Messiah um, as the bridegroom and us as, as the church, as the bride, and just the, the honor and the privilege that we have of being the picture of that. And that really puts a whole new level of intentionality um, on the things that you do because you are a representation of the Messiah. And so it was just really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that we, was really waiting to realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I think everybody got a good good picture of that. Y'all, y'all models, y'all are just totally head over heels over each other. <laughs> so. Yeah, and it was just kind of, even though the betrothal season, it was really intense, but then we had that commitment, so it was just like, we're in this together, no matter what. We have to talk through, work through, like we're committed, and there's no there's no going back. Mm-hmm. And so it's just that, yeah, just a very... There's nothing very, like the feeling of that someone in this life has got your back and is never... And is going to accept you for who, for who you are, and is never going no to no matter what you've done or what you do, and turn their back on you. They There's, know you fully. They right. know all of your flaws, every mistake you've ever made. Right. Basically, the big ones anyway. Right. <laughs> and and they and they love you. Right. And that's this. It's amazing. And I think for our listeners out there, whether you're married, single, you know, whatever age you are, I believe that this message transcends all that. Right. And it's that wow. Yeshua, my bridegroom, we've been reading Peter lately, and he says, whom having not seen you love. And this whole betrothal picture, I think, helps us to grasp that, that you know, Boaz and Rebecca didn't see each other for this season, but they were deeply in love with each other. Right. And how that's such a, a place for us to be as believers, to have that deep love for Yeshua, having not seen him. But we're looking forward to that day that we actually get to see him. Right, yeah. yeah. So and over, yeah, because we did, like, for the first three weeks, we did see each other because there was so much going on. We just had so much to work on together mm-hmm. that, yeah. Um, but we did. Um, that, so we separated, yep, a week before our wedding. Yeah, we didn't text or call or even hear each other's voices. Like, we just completely, it was just handwritten notes. That was all we did <laughs> that whole yeah. week. So we have stacks of 
of notes that we wrote back and forth to each other every day. Um, three or four or five times a day. <laughs> yeah. So we, so that was, we separated on, it was a Wednesday mm-hmm. and our wedding was, was a Wednesday. That was an incredibly long week. <laughs> Nothing brings on the, uh, the inspiration to write. Like yeah. right. you know, this, very, this is the only way we can communicate. <laughs> you're very distracted. <laughs> Working on the house and stuff. But it's, it's a whole dynamic, isn't it? When you right. don't see, see each other, yeah. there's like, wow, I so much love this person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So then, uh, so we, it was, uh, it was from midnight to midnight of not knowing. I think it was, yeah. So it was, would have been Tuesday night. So it had been midnight. So went starting Wednesday and then to, to the, to the midnight of that night, we just didn't know what time he was going to come so we had the day we just so basically know. i could come anytime yeah during in that time i could come right at midnight i could yeah come anytime during the day mm-hmm. so uh yeah so my dad was the one who called the shots and and just you know and in representing the father um the son not knowing the day or the hour and uh so about eight o'clock he said you ready and uh go get her and uh, so it was, we had two hours, she had two hours of time to get ready. And I saw my groomsmen, um, shofar blowers, they ran over there and took a note that I'd written. And uh, they said, the bridegroom's coming. And, and uh, so we, we got ready and, and. Uh, it was funny because for me, I was kind of expecting him to come early in the morning because I just, I kind of thought with how um, ex- Obviously, we wanted to get married, so I just thought, well, maybe he'll, maybe we'll have a sunrise wedding or something. But then, I was it was ended up being later in the morning, which is nice, just because I needed to rest for the night because <laughs> it would have been a really long night, like preparing last minute things before the wedding and everything. Um, yeah. So when he, when it when the the groomsmen came announcing it, it was like it was when I least expected it. And I was, I was like, oh, wow, this is, this is real. <laughs> it was really cool. So question for you as we're wrapping up. One of the complaints that's out there about betrothal is that, you know, people don't get to know each other good enough before they get married. And this is probably one of the biggest complaints. And I, I think in some situations it's actually true. You know, people have not. But y- tell me how the way that you went about things, you had already done a lot of groundwork with the um, caring for the heart mm-hmm. thing. You had you'd worked through a lot of things. You knew each other pretty well. What, how does that, how did that uh, whole, how would you answer that? Um, I, I think that, uh, if you, I mean, there's plenty of stories of people that, that got betrothed and married, you know, two weeks or, or less, you know, really short amount of time. Um, but they, but they were accountable to one another. They, you know, they, uh, they, shared their heart really they didn't hide anything and i think that's fully really transparent fully transparent full transparency i think is really really big and um if you're like i said we said earlier it's not about the method necessarily it's about your heart and but you tie the heart and the method together and there's an outcome like no other right um i think yeah working through the start start at the biggest however little time you have start start at the the biggest things that need to be communicated and that you need to know about each other um i'm not talking about you know what your favorite colors are you can learn that stuff later 
right. um, <laughs> the important things are, you know, what's your vision, what your vision is, where you're going in life, um, how, what your, you know, how the father's spoken to you, how, you know, what your, how you believe, you know, basic doctrinal beliefs and, and what you've done and how you can show that through your life. And, uh, really, um, doing, investing in that and, and, you know, having some sort of, um, counseling and, and, uh, another person to be transparent to other than just each other. Providing some input. Right. I had a a person, they were, I'm sure, uh, genuinely concerned about me uh, before I got married to Tally and they were saying, well, you haven't kissed yet. How do you know if she's a good kisser? (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, was that a struggle that y'all had? No, no, not at all. (laughs) I was thinking of the passage, uh, you know, there was that verse that goes out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth kisses. No, it's not that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little different, but, but I I think there's going to have some application. I mean, your hearts were already knit together. You didn't have, my struggle of kissing each other. No, 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 <laughs> no. And, and so, and we had never kissed before. So it was, it was, uh, you had to learn how, right. Yeah. But, you may but it, it makes it so much more sweet when you save it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Save it for the, the special day. Yeah. Anyway. Makes it more special. Mm-hmm. Way more special. And, and way. you really treasure it afterwards that, you know, we, we didn't do it before. And now, it, now it just, it still is just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, so so our wedding was wonderful, and uh, and I don't remember most of it. In kind of wrapping up that thought, you don't have any regrets that you didn't get to know each other more before the wedding. No, no, it was, it was. We 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 worked we worked on everything. I feel like that we need to work on and and work through, and you, it if you get to know each other completely before before you're married, what do you have to, what do you have to talk about afterwards? <laughs> right. When you spend it's, your whole life getting to know each other. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems like it would make it kind of boring. <laughs> <laughs> you had the, you had the main things covered. Right. And, and so that's the encouragement for our listeners. I just encourage you, there's a way to pursue marriage in a holy and, and it's incredible too. It's exciting. You're not missing out if you don't do the world's way. The world has, you know, their own version of doing this that is uh, totally opposed to the way of the Bible, the way of God that is that's promoting holiness and and actually, I really think at the end of the day, the world's way is not caring for the heart. Right. It's not actually guarding the other person's emotions. It's more about what can I take, and instead of guarding the other person. So I think, in uh, hearing Boaz's Rebecca's story, I just I pray that you're encouraged to pursue God's way for your life. Every story is going to be different, mm-hmm. but just in sharing these stories, our heart is to give you a picture. Like we're trying to establish a culture of right. let's pursue holiness as we pursue marriage. And yes, we just pray that you're blessed out there. Uh, did y'all have any, anything you wanted to add before we finish out? No, just, just take courage and, and seek the father and, and he is faithful and he's working behind the scenes for you. And, uh, it's, it's really good whether you've been married for 50 years or, or you ha- you, you, you're praying about somebody or wherever you're at um, in your walk. The Father is working for your good, and his thoughts are great towards you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Anything yeah. else, Rebecca? Um, as I can just say, like with marriage and everything, probably the greatest thing that I've learned through it is just realizing how much the Father loves me 
like with how much just seeing how much Boaz loves me, it's like, wow, the father loves me way more than even this. And it just feels it just is so much more like overwhelming in a way, just realizing how deep the father's love is for me. And it just really has taught me a lot about just um, intimacy with the father and, and, our, and his love for us and how mm-hmm. we can love him back. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So wherever you are out there, just be encouraged how deeply you are loved as a bridegroom rejoices over his bride. That's the kind of intensity that the father has. The the intensity of the bridegroom, his love for you is so great. So be blessed. This is the voice of my beloved podcast where we believe that hearing and following the voice of the bridegroom king leads to the most abundant, joy-filled life.